Hello, and it's time for another episode of Vipers Voices, the podcast from the Desert Vipers, a team that plays in the UAE's own 2020 league, the DP World ILT20. And this time we hear from one of the Vipers' outstanding players of Season 1, and a player who provided perhaps the moment of the tournament, left-handed powerhouse Shafane Rutherford. Shafane scored 247 runs at an incredible strike rate of 184.32 in Season 1, and in the qualifier against the Gulf Giants, after tearing his hamstring, he limped back out to the middle and blazed an unforgettable 37 from just 19 balls with four sixes to help catapult the side to a winning total and secure a berth in the final. It took him months to recover from that injury, and coming up, he details what that recovery involved. The good news is, though, that Scherfein is fit and firing again now, so much so that he's very much part of the West Indies white ball squads, as he played in both the One Day International and 2020 International Series against England in the Caribbean before Christmas, and he enjoyed some success too. Shafane tells us all about that, as well as discussing the fact he's now one of the most sought-after T20 players in the world after securing deals in both the Pakistan Super League and the Indian Premier League, tournaments that follow off the back of the DP World ILT20. It's a thoroughly engaging chat, so you won't want to miss it. But before we get into what Shafane has to say, a reminder that tickets are now on sale for all Vipers matches this season, starting with the team's opener against the Abu Dhabi Knight Riders on the third day of the tournament, Sunday the 21st of January at the Dubai International Stadium. You can get hold of your tickets through the league's website www.ilt20.ae or at any Virgin Megastore in the UAE. Now, let's hear from Shafane. Desert Vipers left-hander comes into this edition of the DP World ILT20 off a real high at the end of 2023 when, after being called up to the West Indies ODI and T20I squads for the pre-Christmas series against England, he played a crucial part in two series wins. And that chance to play at the highest level, due reward for his efforts in the ILT20 and elsewhere last year, is something he really relished. It's good to, to just play international cricket. It's something that I've always wanted to do. So, you know, it's good to be there, good to get back that feel of it. And I'm looking forward to it, looking forward to extend my career as well, to have a long one in international cricket as well. Shafane could only have dreamed about that end to 2023 after the agony he went through when he tore his hamstring in the qualifier against the Gulf Giants in last year's tournament. And in our chat, he talks about what happened and how he then had to face an extended spell on the sidelines. Six months I was out, so it was basically recovery and, well, not much of moving about because for the first two weeks I couldn't have walked, I couldn't have really do much for myself, so... It was just, it was painful, but you know, in the end, it's a part of our journey and, you know, something to just look back at and touch yourself for, you know, coming back from it. But before that injury, it's fair to say that he was one of the players of the tournament for the Vipers, and he reflects on that too. It was a good one. You know, I I, I actually played out of my skin, um, surprising myself once more, but I actually trust my game on working hard, so, um, 
Me personally working hard, I think I just trust that. You know, with hard work, there's no limit. There's there's a lot you can achieve by just working hard. And, you know, I think that's, that's the standout for me in performing and doing well. So doing well for me is about preparing well. And I think I've been doing that for the past few years. So, you know, looking forward for it and, and that next great season. And, you know, hopefully my hard work can, you know, continue to show on the field. Of course, his innings in the qualifier against golf giants when he produced some spectacular hitting on one leg is something that he and everyone who witnessed it will never forget. Going out to bat, you know, I'm asking myself, like, what are you going to do? Because I could have barely moved. You know, there was some pain. I'm just like, just go there and <laughs> just try your best. I didn't have a plan, but I just went because I said I want to finish the tournament well. And <laughs> I guess it's a miracle, but, you know, it went well. It's one that I always remember. You know, a few people reminds me about it. So, you know, I enjoy that one. You know, that's that's one going to always be the best innings, I guess, with, you know, the circumstances that, you know, I went on back with and bat. And now, having broken back into the West Indies T20i squad, Shefei knows that good performances in the upcoming ILT20 could go a long way towards cementing his place for the ICC T20 World Cup in the Caribbean and the USA later this year. It's certainly something that's in the forefront of his mind. Well, it is, it is. Um, I sleep with that on my mind. <laughs> it, it's, it's something that, you know, keeps repeating itself in my head every day and, you know, that's some of my, that's one of my biggest motivations. So, you know, it's a work in progress, but the good thing about the World Cup being in a few months is that I have a lot of cricket. With cricket playing for me, I think it's going to give me the best chance of making the squad and also performing. And he's clear on how the Vipers can lift the silverware in this upcoming edition of the DP World ILT20. The key of winning a tournament or the key of being a good team is, you know, try and retain most of the guys or, or as we said, the core. And I think we have done that and we have picked some exceptionally good players as well. And, you know, I'm very excited to catch up with the guys, you know, it's a good team. But, you know, cricket plays on the day, but, you know, I'm confident that, you know, each of the guys can, you know, put their hands up in every games. And, you know, at the end of the tournament, we can go one step further. That's Shirfane Rutherford one of the Vipers' key batters, and our chat with him is up next here on Vipers Voices. Shafane, thank you very much indeed for joining us here on Vipers Voices. And first of all, I guess we should be saying congratulations because as in December... You made your one-day international debut for the West Indies against England. That must have been a tremendous feeling to achieve that goal. As when we spoke ahead of season one of the DP World ILT20, you said it was a big ambition of yours. Well, um, yeah, um, first of all, you know, I must thank God for the opportunity. And yeah, um, I mean, December has been a good month. Um, as you said, we spoke about playing fifth over cricket. I, I even consider it a lot. And I went back, played my local tournaments. You know, I had a good season and one good season and, you know, can change a lot of things. So, you know, I'm thankful and, you know, hopefully I can continue to represent and represent well. Well, talk to us about your first ball in one-day international cricket. You hit it straight for six off your fellow <laughs> Desert Viper, Gus Atkinson. You must have faced him in the nets in season one of DP World ILT20, but was that shot premeditated? Did did you have an idea of what he might bowl to you? 
<laughs> um, no, it wasn't. Um, you know, it's it's just freedom. You know, I I try to to play a bit more free now. I try to you know play my game off of just reacting rather than just overthinking. So you know, you know, I just see the ball there, and you know, I I just think that I've could have fitted for six, and it, you know, I, I went for it. But there's a lot of freedom in our camp as well. So you know, I just try to use it, maximize it, because you know, it's something I always like to play with freedom. So you know, it's good for me, and you know, it's just for me to use it smartly, I guess. <laughs> Well, look, tell us about that One Day International series. The West Indies won it 2-1 and you did okay. You got 63 in match two in Antigua. How how did you feel coming into that side? Were you nervous or, or very comfortable in that environment? The straight six suggests no nerves at all. Huh. I don't think there was a lot of nerves. There were a bit, but not much. But the thing is, I guess, playing a lot of franchise cricket helps a lot because, you know, most of the guys I play with from a around the world, you know, play international cricket as well. So I think from playing a lot of franchise cricket, you know, it gave me a bit of booster. But it's a dream and, you know, it's something that I would cherish for a good time. And thinking back with this series as well, it was a good one, you know. It's a learning one for me as well because it's my force. So it's good to get that one out of the way and at least, you know, I know where I'm at. I always tell myself that it's going to happen the right time. So, you know, I just think it's time for me now to... Correct certain mistakes from the last series because there's going to be a lot of planning for me now as well because I'm on the international scene. So it's exciting and, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Well, then, obviously, after the One Day International series, you played in the T20I series and it was another West Indies series win, this time 3-2. And you made three pretty important contributions, 29, 36 and 30. And your strike rate was almost 170. Were you pleased with your contributions? I must say yes. Um, I must say I am pleased. I'm not what I wanted, but, you know, coming back after a while, you know, I must say I'm pleased for that part. But I think I, I could have, you know, done better, I guess, if I be honest. But it's a learning. Um, yeah, it's it's good to, to just play international cricket. It's something that I've always wanted to do. So, you know, it's good to be there, good to get back that feel of it and I'm looking forward to it looking forward to extend my career as well to have a long one in international cricket as well so what was it like to be in that West Indies dressing room as one of such a powerhouse middle order Nicholas Puran Rovman Powell Andre Russell do you have to pinch yourself or or do you feel this (laughs) is where you belong this is your company now well um it's a bit of a pinch I guess but I guess that's they're going to be my company until, you know, I decide that I'm going to call it quits. So um, I'm, I'm excited. Um, the good thing about it, though, with, with these experienced guys, that they bring a lot of comfort into the team, a lot of calmness. And with those guys, you know, you can play a game, you can play free because those guys can always support you. So, it, you know, it's good to play amongst them. It's good to be there. And, you know, I'm loving the atmosphere. So looking forward to spend some time in it. Well, uh, I'm sure you're not going to be very happy with me mentioning this, but you, you did actually bowl in the T20I series, albeit <laughs> one, one very expensive <laughs> over. But you did bowl a reasonable amount in the Super 50 tournament across the Caribbean that preceded it, and you took four wickets. Can we expect to see you putting your hand up to to have a bowl in Season 2 of DP World Isle T20? Well, um, I hope the skipper is listening, but <laughs> hopefully he can give me a few overs. But yeah, um, bowling is something that I started my career with. I started as an all-rounder and, you know, I haven't been bowling of recent, but, you know, 
coming back in Super 50, you know, I tried to bowl a lot. I even told my skipper that you need to give me the ball. I want to get back my bowling in. Something I love doing. And, you know, even though it wasn't a pleasant start in the T20, <laughs> I'm still I'm, I'm still happy to bowl. I mean, it's cricket. You know, anything happened on the day. And um, I don't mind taking some tapping because, you know, it's going to make me a better bowler. It's going to make me learn. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And hopefully the skipper can give me a few this season. <laughs> Well, anyway, that Super 50 tournament we spoke about, that really helped you secure your spot in the West Indies white ball squad against England. You made 278 runs at uh, a tick over 46, a strike rate of better than a runner ball, and that included 105 not out in just 71 balls against the Leeward Islands, one of only seven hundreds in the competition. How pleased were you with with your form in the Super 50? Well, um, the key, I think, was... um. Having a tournament before Super before Super Fifty, and I think CPL helps me prepare well. It's a different form, but you know, just being cricket can you know give you a lot of confidence. You know, hitting balls can helps you a lot. So I think that played a big part. And you know, I've been working hard. I've been tr- working on my batting as well. I've been you know doing some adjustment and. You know, because I know 50, cricket, 50 over cricket is more of batting. So it's something that I've been working on. And, you know, it's always good to see uh, your hard work comes out. So, you know, getting 100 was, you know, was special. Uh, my force. And hopefully, you know, I can get a few more. Well, let's look at what else you've been doing since season one of DP World ILT20. Because in July and August, you were part of the Montreal Tigers side in the Global T20 Tournament in Canada. And you won that competition. And what a tournament it was for you personally. You were player of the tournament and player of the match in the final against the Surrey Jaguars. And you were the second highest run scorer in the tournament. 220 runs at a strike rate of 130. Only Chris Lynn, who of course will come up against it for the Gulf Giants in Season 2 of uh, ILT20. He was the only player who scored more with 234. That couldn't have gone any better for you, could it? Well, yeah, um, it was tough getting there because, you know, um, I was injured in our second to last game. So I was out for six months and, you know, six months with no cricket coming into tournament was a bit tough. But, you know, I have trust the, the, the bit of work I've been doing. I was doing a few throwdowns, a few ball and sacks. I don't know if you know that's an old school style. So, you know, I was just doing a few because my injury wasn't helping me that much. But, you know, I trust my my work and, you know, it played off well for me. Um, It was a special one. I surprised myself, I should say. But, you know, with hard work, there's no limit. And it was just good to come back after an injury stronger and better because, you know, the key is always your comeback. So I think that was a special one for me. One to keep close I, and, you know, winning it. So I think that was a that was a special one, especially coming from an injury. Yeah, we'll come back to that uh, Global T20 tournament in a moment. But what what drill were you talking about there? A ball in sack, you say? Is that is that just tying a ball in a sack to to a tree and just uh, just whacking it? Yeah, well, you just tie it up together and you just you know you just try and hit it because it it helps as well. It helps with maneuvering the ball. It helps with just keeping a straight bat. It it plays a big part, as simple as it is. So you know, I was. Spending a few time every day to just stay in cricket, stay in batting because I couldn't have moved much. But I think, you know, by just the simple things can can play a big, big role as well. 
Just talk to us about that injury, Shafane. Obviously, it it happened, as you say, in the second to last game of uh, DP World ILT20 against the Gulf Giants. What was the injury in the end? It was obviously something to do with your hamstring, but what was the nature of the injury in the end? And and you say it took six months to recover from. Yeah, so I was batting and then I I just suddenly sprint. So after my sudden sprint, I tore my um, hamstring and it was a grade three. So they said that grade three always takes a while. So, you know, six months I was out. So it was basically recovery and, well, not much of moving about because for the first two weeks I couldn't have walked. I couldn't have really do much for myself. So it was just, it was painful. But, you know, in the end, it's a part of our journey and, you know, something to just look back at and touch yourself for, you know, coming back from it. Absolutely. We'll, we'll touch on it again and your ILT20 experience a little bit later on. But let's go back to that Global T20 tournament and, and the final and you were there at the end with Andre Russell as you successfully chased 30 in the final two overs. And I guess looking back, your skill was to get off strike twice in that final over and get Andre back on because he made <laughs> 20 from six balls to help you win it. Yeah, um, well, basically my role was just bat until Russell comes. Um, I was a bit nervous, especially in that last over. So, you know, I, I told him, I said, listen, you have to, you have to win this game. I'm struggling. So <laughs> I said, you have to make sure that, you know, he finished. He was in a good rhythm as well. He was on a good flow. So he doesn't mind taking the challenge. As you know, he's a guy that hit the ball for fun. So <laughs> he, he gladly accepted it. And yeah, it, it was good. It was good to have him there. Cause you know, even after the finals, I asked myself if, if Russell wasn't there, I don't think I could have won it. Cause you know, I found myself struggling to hit the ball but it's a team game and you know I, I think my role had changed for that day so I tapped myself for playing my role. Well there'd be a few Vipers fans who would disagree with you there after the way you struck <laughs> the ball in the first season of BP World ILT20 but during that tournament the Global T20 tournament in Canada you played alongside not only Andre Russell who will line up for the Abu Dhabi Knight Riders but also the UAE captain, Mohamed Wazim of MI Emirates. There was Chris Lynn and Ian Khan as well, who are both a part of the Gulf Giants squad. Did you learn anything about them that you can take back to the Vipers to, to help contain them in Season 2? Definitely. Well, um, I'm, I'm someone who observes a lot, so um, there's definitely a few in the back for Chris Lynn especially, and um, even Ian, and even a few of them, Mohamed Wazim. So, yeah, there's a few of secrets so you know hopefully we can make sure that we apply it and apply it well against those lads but you know it's cricket it might happen it may not but you know it's good to have a plan and you know hopefully it comes up for at least most of them absolutely well let's look at how you got on in the cpl in august and september because as you say that was really good preparation for you for the super 50 which you did so well in you did enjoy personal success in that CPL with 194 runs for the St. Kitts and Nevis Patriots, the second highest aggregate for the team behind Andre Fletcher. Your strike rate was 155, a couple of 50s there. But the side which won the tournament in 2021 failed to reach the latter stages. What went wrong for uh, St. Kitts and Nevis Patriots this time? I will say it's a tough season. Um, we tried a lot. There was a lot of planning. There was a lot of shifting and changing. But I didn't think most of it worked. But, you know, 
cricket, nothing's guaranteed. One thing we said at the starting of the tournament was sticking together, even if we win or lose, I think. You know, I think that was stand out. And in a tournament where, you know, nothing is working, I think that's where you have to stick together as a team. But it wasn't our season, I must say that. But there's still room for improvement, you know. Even for myself, I still think that I could have done better. But it's a work in progress. I'm, you know, I'm working, I'm working. So, you know, hopefully that I can have that perfect season when it's the right time. Absolutely. There'd be a lot of Vipers fans who would say you came pretty close to that perfect season in season one of the DP World ILT 20. 247 yes. runs batting in the middle order at 41.16. An incredible strike rate of 184, best in the team. Only Alex Hales and Sam Billings scored more runs for the Vipers, and only Kyron Pollard, uh, with a strike rate of 192, had a better strike rate of players who played eight matches or more across the whole six teams. How did you rate your performance in that first season? It was a good one. You know, I, I, I actually played out of my skin, um, surprising myself once more, but I actually... Trust my game on working hard. So um, me personally working hard, I think I just trust that. You know, with hard work, there's no limit. There's there's a lot you can achieve by just working hard. And, you know, I think that's, that's a standout for me in performing and doing well. So doing well for me is about preparing well. And I think I've been doing that for the past few years. So, you know, looking forward for it and that next Great season and, you know, hopefully my hard work can, you know, continue to show on the field. Well, look, everyone will remember your performance in the qualifier against Gulf Giants. We've touched on it already because, of course, you suffered your injury then. You yeah. damaged that hamstring. You went back out on one leg and you smashed the bowling everywhere. You made 37 from 19 balls, four sixes to help the side into the final. What do you remember of that innings? It was probably the highlight of the tournament, I think, for, for a lot of people who, who would have been watching. True. Um, for us, when I got the injury, you know, I, I said that, you know, I, I cannot go back and back. But, you know, I went in, um, then, you know, I asked our physio, oh, my, I'm looking for the next game. He was like, most likely I'm out for the next game. So I'm, so I'm like, listen, I'm going to go back. He was like, you're going to risk it. You're going to be out for a longer period. I'm like, I'm done out. I can't do much after this, so just let me try and go do something and hopefully the team can go to the finals. It went well, but going out but going out to bat, you know, I'm asking myself, like, what are you going to do? Because I could have barely moved. You know, there was some pain. I'm just like, just go there and <laughs> just try your best. I didn't have a plan, but I just went because I said I want to finish the tournament well. And <laughs> I guess it's a miracle, but... You know, it went well. It's one that I always remember. You know, a few people reminds me about it. So, you know, I enjoy that one. You know, that's that one going to always be the best innings, I guess, with, you know, the circumstances that, you know, I went out back to it and bat. Yeah, it was an incredible uh, performance by you to catapult the side into uh, the final. But how hard was it then after the adrenaline had uh, had stopped and the pain was there? How hard was it to watch that final You'd played every match up to that point and to see all the effort of the season go down to that one game. And uh, in, in the end, uh, the team, of course, finished as runners-up to the Gulf Giants. That must have been an absolute sickener for you. Yeah, I, I think I think that was the, the, the hardest part of the tour. Um, you know, it was a great tour until watching the last game after, you know, giving the 100 in, 
in every game. But I mean, in life, it's unpredictable. Um, you know, you never know what can happen. But, you know, in the end, our team put up a great fight. Can't fault them for that. But, you know, might have been better if I play. Who knows? But Yeah, it's one of those questions we'll never know the answer to, of course. But that injury... <laughs> yeah meant you missed the PSL off the back of uh, the DP World ILT20 as you were due to play for Peshawar in that edition. Uh, That that must have really hurt as well. Well, it definitely do. Um, You know, I was watching. I saw, you know, a lot of runs scoring. um, And I was in some good touches. So, you know, I'm like... I, I, I could have been one of those players to score some runs, but who knows, you know, can't control the, the uncontrollable. So, you know, I was just watching from afar, but, you know, hopefully that this year I can reach for everything that I left last year and injury-free. Well, now, of course, you're off to the PSL with Quetta uh, in 2024. Uh, and you're in the platinum category, one of the leading players in the tournament. Then you're off to the IPL with the Kolkata Knight Riders, having been bought in the auction for around 180,000 US dollars. You must get a lot of satisfaction out of that as your performances, including your efforts, of course, in the first season of ILT20, have brought you international recognition. They brought you franchise recognition. And now you're one of the most sought-after players in T20 cricket around the world. That must make you feel pretty good about yourself. Well, yeah. Um, personally, for me, I always give a lot of praises to franchise cricket. I mean, not a, not a lot of people supported it, but it helps me a lot. You know, it gives me a lot of calmness, especially, you know, coming into big games. You know, by playing a lot of franchise cricket, I think it helps. Because, you know, you come against different players, you go into different countries, different conditions, different bowlers. I think that plays a big part. And, you know, I think um, it's something that I always, you know, look back and tell myself that, you know, I have to thank God for franchise cricket. But also, I must say, you know, playing for my international team as well, playing for West Indies is a dream. And I must say, yeah, thankful to franchise cricket, thankful for everything you've done for me. And, you know, I just want to continue to, you know, keep going and going for a long time. Well, it's still a daunting schedule you've got ahead of you now then, isn't it? It's the ILT20, the PSL, the IPL, three big back-to-back tournaments. How are you looking at that? Well, um, basically, just looking for take it one tournament at a time. You know, I'm doing a lot of preparation. I've been trying to stay fit, stay on the park. So, you know, hopefully by taking it one tournament at a time, I can actually finish all of them. Um, I think that's one of my goals for this year to finish every tournament and not only finish, but doing well. And, you know, that's basically the, the, the key for me. Just stay in every tournament and, you know, stay fit and stay ready. And I guess the big carrot at the end of those three big tournaments is the T20 World Cup in the Caribbean and the USA, isn't it? That must be a big target. Well, it is, it is. Um, I sleep with that on my mind. <laughs> it, it's, it's something that, you know, keep repeating itself in my head every day. And, you know, that's some of my, that's one of my biggest motivations. So, you know, it's a work in progress. But the good thing about the World Cup being in a few months is that I have a lot of cricket. With cricket playing for me, I think it's going to give me the best chance of making the squad and also performing. Now, you batted in season one of the DP World ILT20 at four or five. Is that where you see yourself batting again this season? Hopefully. Um, 
it hasn't been said yet, but you know, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm willing to bat anywhere, especially for my team. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm open up to bat anywhere. So, it doesn't really mind that much to me. But the more balls is better for me. And, you know, hopefully <laughs> I can, you know, be given some early chances. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Shafane, the uh, Vipers have retained the core of the squad from season one and added to it too. How confident are you that uh, you and your teammates can go one better in 2024 than you did in season one? Well, it's definitely a good squad. Um, and I think the key of winning a tournament or the key of being a good team is, you know, try and retain most of the guys or, or as we said, the core. And I think we have done that and we have pick some exceptionally good players as well and you know I'm very excited to catch up with the guys you know it's a good team but you know cricket plays on the day but you know I'm confident that you know each of the guys can you know put their hands up in every games and you know at the end of the tournament we can go one step further. Shafane it's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you and we look forward to seeing you in the UAE very very soon and we look forward to your uh, performances in season two of the dp world ilt 20 travel safely and see you soon in dubai no problem thanks see you soon see you soon desert vipers batter shafane rutherford full of positivity after a roller coaster 2023 that ended on a high for him and he's looking ahead to a busy 2024 that starts with the dp world ilt 20 And that wraps things up for another episode of Vipers Voices. Please feel free to give us any feedback or thoughts on the podcast. You can do that via email at media at thedesertvipers.com. And you can get all the latest news from the Vipers at the team's website, thedesertvipers.com, or via all the major social media platforms. And don't forget too, as the tournament draws ever closer, that tickets are on sale for all Vipers matches and can be purchased via the ILT20 website or at any Virgin Megastore in the UAE. We'll be back soon with more Vipers updates as the start of the tournament draws ever closer. But in the meantime, this is Brian Murgatroyd and as ever, thanks so much for listening.